Thank you very much, guys. Thank you very much. Well, we've had certainly our service already, haven't we? We've had a service in itself already, and that's absolutely brilliant. It was, it was, I've been touched, put it that way. Um, have you had a good week? You had a good week? I definitely have. And for those of you who have prayed for me this week, knowing that I am preaching today, thank you, because I've definitely felt it 100%. So, yeah, it is my debut today. Um, hopefully, I'll make a hat trick of points. Um, but enough of the football references. So, anyway, to kick off. <clears throat> <laughs> That, by the way, is supposed to be a uh, it is supposed to be a seed, not a mini egg, um, or whatever else you might think it is. But um, we're going to read from from Matthew 13 today, and the parable of the sower. Um, we're not going to read the, obviously the full full chapter, but we are going to read uh, one to eight. In fact, let me put it up for you. One, two, eight. And then from 19 to 23. So we'll just quickly read it through first. Um, so we're starting from, sorry, um, verse 3. So Jesus, he told many stories in the form of parables, which is this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant seeds. <clears throat> As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on, a shallow, uh, fell on shallow soil with underlying rock, and the seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns and grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as planted. And then if we skip over to um, verse uh, 18, where Jesus basically explains it. In the, in, in the between time, basically, the disciples are asking, what does it mean? What does, what does it mean? And Jesus is saying, fools, this is what it means, <laughs> basically. Uh, so... Yeah, so, so verse 13. Now listen to the explanation of the parable uh, about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. And they fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear God's word, but also, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the law of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on the soil, the good soil, represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 60 or even 100 as much as has been planted. Okay, so... I've, I've kind of cheated on my first sermon in the sense that it, all the stuff's already been explained. Jesus explains it for us, the parable. But what I am going to do, I'm going to take it line by line uh, and sort of unpack it. Now, the first the first few bits, you, you might think, oh, you know, this is going to take forever. But just bear with it. It doesn't, it doesn't take us long. So, so if we look at the second part of verse 3, it says, Listen, a farmer went out to plant seeds. So within that first line, if we stop there, sorry, in the second part of verse three, sorry, 
within that first line of the parable, God is moving. He's not a static God. Okay, he, he's alive, he's moving, and he's active like a farmer uh, is active, and he, and he plants, and he does so daily. Okay? And this is not an exercise perhaps we do too often, but do we think about the seeds that... So, well, we probably think about the seeds we've planted um, in other people's lives, perhaps, but maybe we don't think about the seeds planted in our lives. And it could be really subtle. So it, it, it could be a, a, a TV quote, it could be a TV show. It could be meeting on someone who's fired for God. It could be a testimony, or it could be just a mere, a mere quote. Okay. The point is, we've all been hit by a seed at some point in our lives. Perhaps briskly on the back, and it's just brushed you, or perhaps smack in the face. Okay. But either way, if we've had a seed hit us, we have a decision then to make afterwards. So if we could move on to uh, the first part of uh, verse 4, he said, as he scattered them across his field. Now, pause there. He hasn't scattered it in one place. He scattered them all across the field. Okay. Um, Matthew 24, 14 says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. By the way, when it says, and then, the end will come, it doesn't mean immediately afterwards, it just means afterwards, but that's another, another side topic. So basically, everyone at some point will hear the gospel. And then if we move on to the, to the, the second part, um, Jesus offers an explanation in verse 19. So, verse 4, part 2. Some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. The seed that found the footpath represents those, sorry, this is verse 19 now. The seed that found the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches uh, away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So what do we think when we think of a footpath? We think of something that's well-trodden, something that's not very porous, something that, which basically means it doesn't allow any liquid through. Um, it's gone over many times. It's hard, it's hard to the world. So their heart doesn't allow the word to get in. And I must say, this is not by God's doing. Um, we see in Exodus that um, it says that, um, or oh, sorry, it's frequently translated that, that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And it's, it's an unfortunate translation because what it actually is supposed to be translated is Pharaoh's heart became hardened. God turns, can use evil for good, um, but it's a crucial difference, and I, I just want to make that point, that God doesn't make the first act of hardening someone's heart. He gives us free will. Um, it's, it's, it, it, but he can also use a bad situation and turn it around for good as well. So I just want to make that point. But a footpath is typically hard, and it, it, it's rough, and it's hard to break through. But when cracks do appear, they're big and they're severe, aren't they? And um, the footpath then becomes wobbly. Can you ladies hear me, by the way? Are you, can, you, can you hear me? Yeah? Fantastic. Um, yeah, so the, the deep and the severe, and as a result, the footpath becomes dead wobbly. Um, and the only way to fix it, they think, or oftentimes, is to go back over it. 
do it again, whether it's themselves, whether it's the world, they go back over it and it starts the process all over again or sometimes make them even harder to the world. And so, therefore, the seeds never get through. They just stick on top, okay? We must not get to that stage where sin doesn't affect us. That's a time to worry, friends, you know. As Christians, we obviously we try not to sin, and we, we do all our best to sin. But when we do sin, we have that conviction, don't we, that oh, we've done something wrong. Uh, let's go back to the Lord, let's say sorry. Um, the time when you do sin, and you probably don't even realise it, sadly, but the time you do sin and you don't feel that conviction, that's the time to worry. And we must not get to that stage if we can help it. We must look at ourselves. The birds, so the birds in this scenario is, is the enemy that comes and snatches the, the seeds away. The birds are eager-eyed and they will snatch the seeds straight away. Okay, like the enemy does. For example, you might go home this afternoon, you might, and I, I, this is no offence to me, I will take no offence to it whatsoever, but you might go home tonight or, or tomorrow and you think, I can't even remember what I was preaching about yesterday, which I don't blame you because my voice can be very monotone sometimes. But basically, the enemy will snatch the seed as soon as it can, and we've got to try and absorb it when we can, okay? But th what I do want to say as well is obviously the footpath is not beyond help. With Jesus, anything is possible. We must remember that. And also, let's not forget, when Jesus died on the cross, what happened? There was an earthquake. Okay? So Jesus, Jesus can do everything. So, verse 5 to 6 and verse 20 to 21. So firstly, it says, Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly, but because the soil was shallow... Uh, sorry, the, the seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have any deep roots, they died. Then Jesus explains in 2021, the seeds on the rocky soil represent those who hear the message and don't immediately, uh, sorry, and receive it with immediate, immediately with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Now, in essence, what it's talking about is those who are very eager uh, and when they hear the word, but it's, unfortunately it's never sustained. And by the way, when we go through these points, some people might come to mind. Um, but like I said before, the, they can all be, we can, Jesus, anything's possible, okay? Um, but yeah, perhaps we, perhaps we know someone who, who came to the faith or, 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 or came to church for the first time or for the first couple of times, they're on fire, yeah, 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 I love it, I love it. And then within a month, they're back to square one, or perhaps back to square zero. Okay. So, yeah, what Jesus is describing here is the flash in the pan. And due to problems, either persecution or pressures, um, they fall away. And more Christians, I think, fall under this than we realise. So when we see... Um, I love I love Billy Graham, okay? I, I think what, what he preached was brilliant. But all... And, and, lo and loads came to came to faith through him. I do sometimes wonder how many of those who came forward stayed in the faith. Now, obviously, Billy Graham's objective was slightly different to what a pastor says. He was an evangelist, but um, 
I think more Christians, Christians fall under this category than, than we realise. They're okay on the outside, but on the inside, maybe they're crumbling. Is that you? Is that someone you know? It's especially the case in young believers, both actually young and both young in the faith. So it's especially important as a church to be nurtured and guide and protect them and piling on the fertile soil, the fertile soil, which basically is like soil full of good stuff that has the potential to produce fruit. Okay, I'll get onto that a bit later. But um, if we pile on the fertile soil and we root out the rocky surface underneath, as you can see, there's a few rocks there behind. Uh, if, we, if, we, if we if we rock out the rocky uh, take out the rocky surface underneath, um, then we can help them. Basically, um, I mustn't make a note here. Rocks are not a path, are not the footpath. So we're all talking about a slightly different scenario here because obviously you can move, for example, you've moved them stones better than the footpath, okay? Just want to make that quick distinction. But we also need to hone these young believers, right, or, or young age, young in the faith believers. Um, because they can go out too soon, well, not too soon. They can, they can go out and be on fire and they get one pushback and that's it, done, over, okay? Um, now, what I'm not saying is that we should restrict new believers from um, sharing the gospel. I'm not saying that at all, because that, that is what we, we should be encouraging. But the point is, if the roots aren't set, then they're going to be whisked away when problems come or the wind comes. And the foundation isn't, you know, the foundations need to be right before the skyscrapers built. Does that make sense? Yeah? And we that, that sort of leads on to the... the, the parable of, the, of the, um, the house on the rock and the sand as well. But that is, again, that's another, sorry, but it all links in. But another note. So it says, um, but soon the plants wilted under the hot sun. The sun comes for everyone. The sun in this analogy being problems, persecutions, heat of life. It's perhaps not always the same. Some perhaps in more shade than other shade in different seasons. Have we heard that term before? They get more than others. But we all face trials, and that's what Jesus warned. In, in John, 14, uh, sorry, John 15, uh, 18 to 19, he said, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it will love you as your own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. And don't we see it? Don't we see it? Now, in places like North Korea and, and, and China, um, perhaps the, the sun shines a bit more intensely with all, with all the actual like, persecutions coming on than perhaps was right now in the UK. The UK is largely not as much, but we are seeing beams coming through the hedge, aren't we? We are seeing things coming through. Um, so... It, it, I've, I've put, put an analogy of uh, the, the coming through the hedge, the hedge being the, the statutes that this country, the Christian statutes that this country was built on. And, it's, it, you know, the, the sun is, is coming through. But I don't know if anyone heard about this. There was um, a woman, I forget where it is now, it might be Birmingham or somewhere like that, who was, who was praying outside an abortion clinic uh, within a certain zone. And um, she was just praying with her eyes closed like that. Now... Uh, Longer short, it's basically because she was in a, a certain distance of 
I'm not 100% sure what the role is, but distance from an abortion clinic. She got arrested for that. For, <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? It is unbelievable. For, for, for praying. Now, she, she could have been praying. She could have been praying. Well, if she was praying, she might not have been praying. She could have been praying about anything. But because she was praying outside an abortion clinic, she got arrested. And I'm sure some of you have seen that, and I, I was appalled. But basically, what I'm saying, I'm not saying the end is coming yet. Maybe, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Okay, nobody knows. But, and the hedge, in my analogy, it can regrow, might be unlikely. But basically, every day that passes, we are a day closer to meeting God face to face. Okay? Uh, we need to, we need to, so, uh, me as well, I need to grasp that. You know, we will see God face to face one day. How are we living? Okay. Slide seven. I think that's right. Yeah. So, in uh, I think. Sorry, it's gone. It's gone a bit right. But anyway, we'll move on to uh, verse eight. And verse eight says, uh, "Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was thirty, sixty, and even a hundred times." as much oh sorry no wrong <laughs> i'll skip one verse seven i'm just getting too excited guys i'm sorry there we go there we go i think yeah <laughs> so um yeah verse seven sorry other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants and then jesus explains in verse 22 the seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is carried out by the worries of this life and the law of wealth, so no fruit is produced. So, hands up, who worries? Hands up, who likes a bit of dosh? Me too, okay? I'm here to say that both are absolutely fine in the right context, Okay? So, thorns are great in a thistle bush. They keep out the birds. Remember that? The birds, the enemy, from the fruit, okay? But if they were there before the fruit's produced, then it's no good. We need to be in the right context. So, warning is okay if you eat too much. You're like, oh, I'm going to be sick if I eat even more. Or, I want to stop smoking or, or drinking because I'm worried about my health. Those are good worries to have, okay? Um, Cash is okay if it's used in the right way, and you have a heart for giving as well. But that again, I'm not going to down, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. That's for another time. But basically, study the word and let your roots grow thick first before you grow out, because then the thorns can't worry you. Okay, and then if we move on to uh, now, we are on verse eight. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. And then verse 23, Jesus explains, the seed that fell on the good soil represents those who hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as been planted. So, this, I think, well, it, obviously, it, Jesus says it's those who tr truly hear the word and truly truly understand it but 
when he says uh, about the harvest yielding 60, 30 as, times as much, okay? So you don't just receive the word, but it spreads too. You become infectious. When you're on fire for the Lord, it can, you can impact other people around you, basically, and influence those around you. That's why it's so good to be in fellowship. And I, I encourage people who, who maybe have watching online and you haven't been here before and you can make the journey, I'd encourage you to come because it's great and we, we, love, we love seeing you. Uh, but it is very important to, to stay in fellowship. But what is fertile, fertile soil, though? You know, I've sort of hinted at it earlier, didn't I? But what actually is it? Well, in my, my mind, it's, it's sort of having the, the right mindset. But what is fertile soil in itself first? So it's packed with nutrients, so it has the ability to bear fruit. Um, it's porous in a good way, so it allows the seeds in, it allows the water in. Okay. Um, and what that means is you're receptive to the word. And I think that what it means is you have a, you have a yearning for truth. You want to know the truth. Because sometimes, and you know, this probably applies to quite a few people, we you know, meander through life and I'm just, oh, what do you do? I do I'm at my job. What do you do? I play football sometimes. Oh, what do you do? Well, what's the, what's the purpose of it all? Do you know what I mean? And, and we need to keep a focus on why we are Christians, okay? But those, if you have a, if you, if your heart is in the right way, and you and you really want to know the truth, you will you will you will find it, okay? If you really if you really want to, and I think this is what he, Jesus was partly hinting at with with the fertile soil. You're in, you're receptive, and you're in a way that you want you have a yearning for the truth. You want to know the truth, okay? That's how that that's what I've read into it anyway. Um, and by the way, you could be about to bear fruit for the first time or the 77th time, doesn't matter because we're all fertile soil, okay? But remember, the soil can't muster fruit without the seed. We need the seed, okay? We need the seed to reach our full potential, okay? Which is why when people strive for, for whatever they do in life without God, you're not going to reach your full potential because God created us in a way where um, I was reading Romans last night and uh, uh, Paul, Paul said, Every, everyone knows there's, there's a thing in us that there's a God. Everyone knows. And so in order to, to reach our full potential, we've got to tune into that, tune into Jesus, tune into the real God, okay? And then we can reach our full potential. And it sort of is <laughs> it was sort of relating to what, what Colin said earlier, this next part. Don't worry about how you're made up. Come to him as you are. Remember, fertile soil can be cow muck. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> we've all done we've all seen we all done, now let me just clarify, I'm not calling you all pooey, okay? I'm not saying you stink or anything like that. What I'm saying, we've all sinned, right? We've all sinned and we've done stuff, and obviously we want to repent and we want to we want to turn away from that. But we have all sinned; we've all fallen. God wants to come to Him as we are. 
in the eyes of God through Jesus, in actuality, you are diamonds, okay? But whether you're throwing away banana or you're fresh off the vegetable patch, we can be used by God. And thank you, Jesus, for that privilege. God can bear fruit from your mess, which means there is hope for all types of people described in the parable. Like I said before, you might have gone through, we might have gone through this parable, and you might think, oh, that person reminds me of that, or that, that line reminds me of him. There is still help for everyone. Okay, but how can we how can we help in that regard? Well, remember your own fruit, your own fruit produces its own seeds, right? So keep planting them in your area. Keep doing it. Remember, thorns don't last forever. The hard footpath over time can become worn and weathered and, 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 and soft and rocks can be removed. Of course, we need to pray. Thanks to Jesus, we have a hotline to the farmer. Okay? So this is, I, want, I want to stress this point as well, and it is very, very important. Okay? Your job is to plant the seed, not germinate it. Okay? Only God can do that. He sends the rain, he sends the circumstances, and he has the power to make things grow. So if you're unsure about a specific scenario and wish to have help with it, come to the leadership or, or even be or, or fellow church going in confidence. We're a family, okay? This is what the church and fellowship is for. We can help. We had a prophecy of the church a while ago, didn't we, about seeds and about growth. And we have seen, we have seen growth, haven't we? You know, I mean, I, I came, what now? It's nearly five years since I've been here, which is mad to think. Yeah, which is crazy to think, to, to think where I was and now I'm up here speaking as well. It's amazing, really. But we've seen the f- first fruits of that prophecy. We want to see more, right, don't we? We want to see it in our lifetimes. Because God will enact that prophecy within his will. But we want to see it in our lifetimes, surely, if it is in his will. So we must, be, we must become fertile ourselves. We must become fertile if we want to see people grow and we want people to come in and be saved. So, how? <laughs> Surround yourself with the seed, with the word. Yeah. It's important that we stay in the word. I know from personal experience, if I don't stay in the word, I can drift mightily easily than if well when put it this way when reason it i don't have the desire to drift okay stay in the word read the word but number two ingest the seed ingest the word study it's okay look don't get me wrong if you want to read it and just read it that's fine you're best doing that than not but if you really want to get into it and get into nook and cranny nook and cranny of it we must study it um and, and learn about, learn more about it, and 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 learn what what the, the text is saying. Thirdly and finally, ask God for more seed, and you'll receive it. Now, this is slightly different to the actual 
word, because obviously the, the Bible's the word, but ask God to speak to you. Ask, ask God to guide you, to, to give you direction. And then we can help. He can help you. Jesus died on the cross and asked us to spread the gospel and make disciples of all people. And his sacrifice set up that hotline to the Father. So, on the final stretch now. If you need prayer about how to share it with a loved one. Now, this could be simply leaving, accidentally on purpose, leaving a bookmark, Christian bookmark at someone's house. This could be setting your position in discussions with friends. It could be even, for the youngsters, sending memes, okay, online. Now, half of you probably don't know what that is, but <laughs> yeah, you know what it is, don't you? Um, ask your child or younger relative what a meme is. I'm not going to explain it now. But, <laughs> but for whoever, if you need prayer, basically, I would urge you to... I'll, I'll, Stand here with Chris with the final song. Um, come forward and we can pray with you. Come to the front. Um, or if you wish to see us afterwards in private, that's equally, that's equally fine. Maybe you feel you're one of them stages. Maybe, maybe you've, you've listened to this today and you think, I don't want to be that one who withers away without deep roots. I don't want to become the footpath. I feel like I'm in danger of that. Come to us at the front. We can pray for you and we can help you. We can guide you. Okay, so I'm just going to close in prayer quickly. Lord, thank you for opening your ways to us. I pray anyone who needs to come forward does so. And you give them strength to share and drop the seeds and drop the hint. Thank you, Jesus, for being both the father and the farmer. Amen.